I am so glad that you're here today for all of you who are joining us online and you've been a part of this experience. We get to celebrate something special. We're talking about what it takes to be a great church. We aspire to be that. We want to be on mission. We want to do exactly what the Lord left us to do. We have this awesome message that Jesus has given us that the good news of Jesus is for anyone and everyone. It's our job as a church, share it. So that's why we say here at Connection, we exist to connect people to God and each other through Jesus. And that's what we want to do. We do that through making disciples of Jesus, mentoring disciples of Jesus, and then mobilizing them. And today I get a special privilege to introduce to you Joshua and Abigail Meadows. Uh, Abigail actually grew up in this church. So as we talk about mobilizing, as we talk about what Joshua and Abigail are going to do, they're literally taking the Pacific Connection out into the world. Uh, Abigail grew up here. Joshua and Abigail stood on this stage. They were the first ones married on this stage. So a very big part of this church. Uh, they have studied together at Johnson Christian College and Johnson Christian University, and they have uh, been felt like it's God's call on their life to use their career and their life to serve him. And so they're going global. They feel like God has called them to Japan. So this summer, they're going to go back to Japan and take an exploratory trip to see what they're So we're excited to be a part of their story. So this morning, as they share what God has put on their heart and the call of God on all of us, I want you to just prayerfully be thinking, how can I support them? Can I pray for them? What does God want me to do? Perhaps maybe even get you to give close attention to Joshua and Abigail Meadows. Thank you for being here. So like he said, I'm Abigail Meadows. This is my about our mission to Japan. But we're also here to talk about the bigger picture of missions and why it's so important to God that all the nations of the earth hear the good news and why it should be so important to us. But before we dive into that, we're going to start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for gathering us here this morning. Um, we're just a small part of your huge and beautiful family, God. And we thank you that we can gather and see each other and fellowship and sing songs to you. Um, God, help us get to know you better. Help us love you more. Um, and be guided by your love more and more. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. All right. So like Brian said, I grew up going to this church. A lot of you probably know me. Uh, my family still goes here, so some of you might know them too. Um, when I was in seventh grade, this church sent a small group of people on a short-term mission trip to Juarez, Mexico. And luckily my dad agreed to take me on that trip. And so... We went down, it was only a week long. We went with an organization called Casas Por Cristo and we built a house for a family in need. But then at the end of the week, uh, a week of hard work, we started the long drive from Missouri, or from Mexico back to Missouri, which is about two days. But on that drive out of the city, I realized that I didn't want to leave because I knew that there was so much more still to be done. We had only been there for a week. We had only you know, made a drop in the bucket of what we could be doing there. But in that moment, God consoled me, and he said, don't worry, this isn't the end. In fact, uh, you're going to spend, you're going to spend, you'll spend your life on the mission field. At that time, I didn't know what that was going to look like. I was only in seventh grade, but that moment still 
it was the primary reason why I ended up going to Johnson University, like Brian said. They're a university down in Tennessee that they're so well known for having a great missions program and a great intercultural studies program. So that's why I was there. But even after going down this road that God had put before me, I still didn't know exactly what it was going to look like, where I was going to end up in the world. I knew that I was called to overseas missions, but I didn't know where in the world overseas I was going to be going. But God knew that at Johnson, he was going to answer that question, that I was going to get not only the where in the world I was being called, but I'd also get a partner in life and marriage and in missions. And that's me. Um, I felt God um, calling me, not yet to missions, but into relationship with him when I was 17 years old. Um, and I was at a Christian camp and I had a counselor who was really great, um, and he encouraged me and our other cabin mates to make a covenant with God, which means to enter a life relationship with him um, and let that shape my life. Um, and so I did that. I sat down with God on a rock outside and talked with him and told him I wanted to give my life to him and for him to use my life however he wanted to and to make his desires my desires, um, and to help me go wherever he wants me to go. And in the midst of the joy and the love of that moment, um, a scary thought came to my mind, and that was, well, what if God wants me to go be a missionary somewhere? Um, and I just pushed that thought out of my head. Um, <laughs> didn't want to cross that bridge quite yet, um, where that would be or what that would look like yet. So when the Lord led us to each other at Johnson, um, kind of answered both of our questions. We each came into this relationship with a big question. Josh's was, what was that ministry that he was going to spend his life doing? What was that going to be? What was that going to look like? Where would he end up? And mine was, the ministry is missions, but I still don't know where overseas I was going. And so when we got together... God answered Josh's question through me because Josh wanted to be with me and he was, if he was going to be with me, we were going overseas. Mm -hmm. We were going to be missionaries. But jo God also answered my question through Josh because Josh has always felt drawn to the country of Japan. And so once we actually started looking into it just kind of for fun, we realized that Japan is actually a great mission. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I wanted to talk to you guys this morning about um, God's heart for the world and the kingdom of God and what his vision and what his desires are. Um, like I said, I prayed that God would help his desires become my desires. Um, and part of that was through scripture. So I wanted to s share some scriptures with you guys um, and really talk about why we're going to Japan. Um, we get that question a lot. Um, even from Christians, we get that question, why do we want to go to Japan? And I think the thought behind that is, why do we want to go to Japan if they're a wealthy, modern nation? They don't need us to go build wells. They don't need us to go help them build houses or schools or hospitals. Um, it, on the surface, it looks like they have everything they need, but they don't have the gospel. They don't have the good news that 
God loves them, that he made them, and that there's an abundant life waiting for them if, if just have a relationship with him, and he made that path possible. Um, so we could tell you about the frighteningly high suicide rates in Japan. We could tell you about the high rates of um, mental health and depression issues and, and the bullying that kids face and, and the human trafficking and the abuse that happens um, that is rising there. Um, but all those are symptoms of, of what is really the core, the core problem, which is they don't have Christ. Um, and they don't yet know God's love and his life that he offers them. So um, I wanted to share these scriptures to talk about that, that mission that God has. And I want you to know that I'm not coming as a missionary who has just been itching to come and throw the book at you guys um, and make you guys feel guilty or anything. Not at all. Um, I am a person who has fought with God on this. Uh, for a long time. Like I said, the moment I gave my life to God, I hoped that this wouldn't be what he called me to do. But um, I was fighting with God on this, and I, Abigail and I fought about it for a long time, and we've cried many tears. Um, but everywhere I turn, um, God meets me, and he gently reminds me that he loves me and that he loves other people around the world, too. Um, and I can't get away from him. And the more that I've gotten to know God and his vision of the kingdom, um, the more he's replaced my fear with joy. Um, so I wanted to share, you, share with you some scriptures. Um, I, I wanted to share 23 scriptures, <laughs> but Abigail helped me narrow down to four. Only four. <laughs> She's a very good wife, very wise. Um, so... First, we're going to start in Genesis chapter 12, uh, the first book of the Bible. Uh, this is when God calls Abram, and God's plan was to um, take Abram, one man, and make him into a nation, a great nation that would be the conduit for the blessings of God to reach the entire world. Um, and this is what he said. The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. God is a God who wants to bless us, and he also doesn't want those blessings to stop with us. He wants us to be a pipeline for his blessings to pour out over all the earth. And he started with one man, Abram, and created the nation of Israel by whom Jesus Christ came into the world. Um, and he wants those blessings, the blessings that he pours out on us, he wants them to be shared with the whole world. Um, next, we're going to... Um, Go to Psalm 67, which says, May God be gracious to us and bless us. Make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. 
May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Again, we see God's blessings having a purpose to be shared with the whole earth. Um, And I think we should notice how worthy God is of all the praises of all of the people on earth. Um, Because he wants to share his love. He wants to share his blessings. And he wants them to have joy and be glad and to sing and be praising him. Um, It's it's his desire. Um, Turning to the New Testament, um, we're going to the Gospel of Matthew, uh, the last chapter. And these are the last words that Matthew records Jesus saying. Um, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the end of the age. This is how God's blessings are transferred. This making disciples um, process, this is how these teachings, these blessings, that God loves us, that God wants a relationship with us. It's how the word gets out. Um, And I want us to notice, um, he says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I want to emphasize, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Friends, I believe that this includes this command. Jesus wants us to obey even this great commission of going and making disciples. Um, and that might like look differently from all of us. I don't believe everyone's called to go overseas like we are, but everyone is called to go and make disciples. Um, that might be going across the street to your neighbor to talk to them about how God loves them, and it may be going across the world. Um, and the last book of the Bible, Revelation, that's where we're turning next. Um, We started in Genesis, and then in Revelation, we're given a vision of what God's kingdom looks like at the culmination of the ages. Um, And John writes in chapter 7, starting in verse 9, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on that he wants to build. It's his family. The people of God from every nation, language and tongue, worshiping him in all their different ways, their cultural ways of celebrating, their languages, um, everyone singing all kinds of different songs to God. It's what he deserves, and it's what he wants, and he wants us to be reconciled with others too. Um, And this is how God replaced my fear with joy, because this is so, so beautiful. The, The thought that God could bring together all of the nations in peace and harmony and love and bless them all by his grace and love um, and wipe every tear from every eye and heal and cover every wound. Um, It's what God wants to do, and he wants us to be a part of it. 
And that's what God kept inviting me to um, as I was wrestling with him on this. So after we both realized individually that God was, in fact, calling us to overseas missions, uh, we started to look into Japan, like I said earlier, just kind of for fun at first because it was a place that Josh had always been interested in. But once we started looking into them, we realized that they are a huge unreached people group. And what I mean when I say unreached people group is that less than 1% of their entire population of 126 million people, less than 1% knows who Jesus is. Less than 1% of all of those people in Japan know that there is a God and that he loves them and that he desires a relationship with them so deeply. He so longs for these sheep, these lost sheep to be returned to him that he sent his only son to die on the cross for them. And that's something that we all know and we hear it a lot, at least we should, heard it. No one has told them, and that's what makes them an unreached people group. So the definition of an unreached people group, it refers to an ethnic group without an indigenous self-propagating Christian church movement. And that can be any ethnic or ethno-linguistic nation without Christians of its own to evangelize the rest of its own people. So the number of Christians in Japan right now is so low that they need help from their brothers and sisters in Christ of other nations to come in and reach their neighbors and their families and their friends because they can't do it alone. There are just so many people that are still unreached in that nation. And so that's why we felt called to that country because that's something that we can do. Common question um, also is when are we going? And our goal is to actually, like Brian mentioned, our goal is to have a shorter trip this summer and kind of get to know the team that we'll be working with there. But the longer term goal is that we want to move there for the foreseeable future within this year, within the year of 2021. And so we're going to be working toward that with support raising and getting ready and everything. But as of right now, the country of Japan is still closed to travel because of COVID. But we're going to keep working as if a door will opened. So once we actually get there, uh, whenever that might be, whether it's our timing or it's God timing and whatever that might look like, our goal is to start a church planting movement and make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And so that's a huge thing with Team Expansion, which is the organization we're partnered with, is that they focus on multiplication they train every disciple and they give them this passion to go out and not only share the gospel and tell people the good news, but tell them that, okay, now it's your job to go out and tell people and tell those people to go tell people. So our goal is to go and start a multiplication movement in a city in Japan through house churches. And so if you want to know more details about what that process might look like, we can talk to you about that after the service. Mm-hmm. So, in closing, I just wanted to encourage you guys, um, depending on where you're at, uh, I have no doubt that God is working on some of your hearts right now. Like, He is nudging you right now and saying, maybe this is you. Maybe you can go to one of these unreached people groups, or maybe you can reach your neighbors that are in a city um, that don't know Jesus yet. And God's nudging you, um, and he'll be gentle and be loving with you like he was with me. 
Um, but we've been praying that, that God would move in, in your hearts. Um, and so if that's you, talk to someone about it. Talk to God. Talk to some of the elders or the pastors here. Um, you can talk to us out in the commons after service, and we would love to chat with you and um, help you get connected with some people if that's what you want. Um, I'm also, uh, I have a heart for people that, that were like me at the beginning of this. Um, there are those who are like Abigail and who accept the call with joy and, and gladness. Um, but I fought with God. And um, you might be in that position where um, you might see that God loves the nations. You might see this vision of the kingdom and, and how good it is. But you don't see yourself as a part of it yet. You don't know where you fit in. Um, Part of my problem is I'm so shy, so afraid of rejection, and we're going to get rejected in Japan, um, probably more than we know. <laughs> but this call is so worthy, and God is so worthy, and the vision of his kingdom and his family is so worthy that it's worth giving up my fears, it's worth giving up my comfort here, and it's not going to be easy. Um, but I would just encourage you to seek God on this and to open up the scriptures and spend some alone time with God and ask him to make his desires your desires. And as scary as that is, it's so worth it. And it's, it's so good. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to encourage you guys with that today. Um, and I'm aware some of you are probably not sure what you believe about any of this, about God or Jesus or anything. And I just want to encourage you that it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to have doubts or questions. Um, I would encourage you to talk to people too and attach your lives to a Christian who is living this out and who, who loves God and who is obeying and is making disciples. Um, and there are so many people here at this church that are doing that. And we love this church so much and appreciate you guys for that. Um, and so if you're in that position, I would encourage you to just... Uh, attach your life to someone who knows God and watch him work through them because that's how he works. He works through his people. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. We've seen God do some amazing things already and we haven't even gotten to the field yet. So we can't wait to see what else he does through us and through you guys. So if you want to talk to us a little more after service, we're going to be right out in the um, atrium here. We have some stuff on a table. We've got pamphlets about team expansion. We have some cool little stickers. So come and say hi. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for being so transparent and, and honest and open with us. It's kind of exciting to hear what they're doing, isn't it? Anybody scared for them? Yeah. Yeah, thank you for your willingness to listen to the Lord, and that's what we're all trying to do. We're just trying to take that next step of obedience, and it's a privilege. I'm telling you, it's a privilege to be a church that gets to be in on the ground floor of something like this. Um, I want you to use your imagination and think that you're in heaven 150 years from now. I hope it's not hard for you to imagine that you're in heaven 150 years from now. Just, just use your imagination that you're there, and someone comes up to you and says, thank you for being a part of Connection Christian Church, because I'm from Japan, and I became a Christian because of their ministry. And so you were willing to help them go. You were willing to go. And now, you know, they got baptized, and they, they accepted the Lord and lived their life for him. And now it's just a bigger family. It's the revelation coming true. 
So I hope that you'll take some time to talk to Josh and Abigail after services. If you're watching online, we invite you too to just reach out, use a card on the Connection website and just let us know you're interested in getting some more information and in touch with them, give you their contact, their email, everything. Uh, because we want you too, wherever you're at, to be a part of this. We want